talking voice. And regardless of the storms and regardless how big or small they might be, he knows how to navigate this church right through every bit of it. I'm glad I'm a part of a kingdom, amen, that knows eternity. I'm glad, amen, to be introduced to a power and a presence, hallelujah, that's got a voice with clarity that give us instructions, amen, in a dark hour. There's nobody like Jesus Christ. There's no voice like God's voice. And I'm telling you, we live in a dark hour, but you know what? This light's going to illuminate the church and bring up, lift up the church. And I tell you what, the church is going to make a difference, amen, in this end day. As we get under the anointing of power, none other but Jesus Christ, hallelujah, as servants of God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Man, let me say again, it is good to have our guests with us. God bless you. So good to see you come and worship with us. Amen. Glass caught. God bless you. Good to see you. Hallelujah. Good to see you be here with us. You just worship the Lord with us. Man, Keith Williams, God bless you, man. It's good to see you this morning. Appreciate you coming. Love God with us. Worship with us. Preston, Alicia. Man, I'm telling you what. We're just thrilled to see each one of you in the house of the Lord today to worship God with us. Amen. All of you. Amen. We just love you and appreciate you. We just want you to join in. I'm telling you what, man. Church. Church. Man, church is the most exciting place to be. This is the only place that you can come and get your soul fed. There's no other substitutes. Oh, the devil's got them and the make-believes and the counterfeits. But I'm telling you, there's only one church. There's only one God. Amen. There's only one place that you can really find a place to get your soul fed. Get your spirit lifted up. Get your head on right. Get your heart right. Hallelujah. I tell you, the world's got a lot of, lot of buffets out there. Hallelujah. But nothing like the church. Hallelujah. The devil don't have nothing like a real church. Hallelujah. This is a place where you can find peace. This is a place where you can find hope. This is a place where you can find healing. When the doctor says, I can't do nothing else when society marks you off make your way to the church when society gives up on you say you know what there's no good on everybody make your way to the church because the church makes all the difference when you come to the church and you worship and magnify him I tell you it turns your eyes around can help but just get excited about it man come and have church I know you may get tired of hearing this and come to have a party. On a Sunday morning, well, this church in Acts 2 was drunk by the ninth hour. 9 a.m., not 9 p.m. Woo! They didn't have Folgers. <laughs> Maxwell House couldn't touch it. Hallelujah. Guess what? Buzzweiser couldn't either. Miller either. But the Holy Ghost and new wine. Hallelujah. They're not drunk as you suppose. We don't deny the fact they look like it. And got the countenance of it. Because a merry heart can't amen. It just shows up. It's just something about it. Hallelujah. That's the reason we can dance and love and worship God on a Sunday morning. We don't wait for a Sunday night. Well, I'll be, I'm going to be good. Praise God. We're going to be good today. Amen. God's good to us. So good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Got a beautiful lesson. Worshiping the one true God. A lot of people got a lot of gods, but there's only one true God. I want to worship Him. How about you? I want to serve Him too. I don't want to just uh, be a, a what we would call worship, you know, to, but I want to serve him. I want, to, I want to hear that guiding voice. That unseen hand. 
to, to direct us. You know what? You don't have to worry about getting in them valleys and all of a sudden that, that, that GPS and that screen goes off and that, that, that and you know, to my, to my, to my, well, I shouldn't say this probably, but to my surprise, most of the time it's a woman's voice. <laughs> GPS. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and it goes out. <laughs> oh my goodness, what am I doing now? Hallelujah. There's been a few times I didn't listen to her. She said to turn, but there wasn't no place to turn. Sorry, sweetheart, I can't turn here. There's not a road. I'm glad I heard a voice. A voice, amen, that became a door. And when I heard the voice and felt the full of the Spirit, it led me to a door. And that door is a way out of here called Jesus Christ. Folks, I'm not depressed this morning. This world's, this world's in trouble. She knows it. And we still got the answer. There's still the hope in Jesus Christ. As long as the church is here, there's hope. Hallelujah. You hear me? There's an opportunity. Amen. To get out. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be in the church this morning. I'm glad. Amen. To be in the church. I'm glad to be Holy Ghost filled today. Amen. Amen. This is the best thing that's ever happened to us. Amen. It's to be filled with God's Spirit, His promise, hallelujah, and then for His long-suffering and mercy and grace uh, to work in our lives on a regular and daily basis. Ah, we are a blessed people, hallelujah. Got your lesson here today. Uh, I'm going to use mostly probably just scriptures this morning. And, uh, uh, as, as we look into this lesson... Uh, the lesson's big idea will is that I will worship the one true God. Now we know at the very beginning in Genesis, not only who you worship is important, but how you worship is important. The first murder that you read about in the record book of the Bible is Cain taking Abel's life. And it's over worship. Worshiping God. And being accepted by God. There's wars and conflicts. Both small and great. Even taken on today. Over this same issue. <laughs> Some to, to extreme. Cutting heads off. And, and using the tactic of Fear. To try to manipulate and control and dominate. God wants us to fear, but it's a reverence fear. It's a different form and type. The fear of God, amen, is, is a reverence, the awe. But it's not a fear of, of wanting to flee. The first time you read a man fleeing God is because he disobeyed God. As long as he was obedient to him. Amen. We, we understand that it didn't, bother, it didn't bother Adam one bit for God to enter into the garden. Come with him. Now, now, I know the scripture says in the cool of the day. And a lot of times we, we sometimes have maybe the idea that that's the only time that God ever visited him. But if you read the scripture closely when it talks about the cool of the day. It's when God came, amen, to visit Adam after he had took the fruit. And even God at the first judgment is waiting for the best time of the day to come. 
to try to deal with the circumstance and the situation. The cool of the day. <laughs> He's a merciful God. He's a long-suffering God. He cares about us. He loves us. I couldn't help but think as we were singing that song in this old pilgrim road that we're on. These old vessels of flesh. There's weakness in them. Infirmities in them. <laughs> couldn't help but think. And everything in the world is trying to be like a leech. Trying to get, trying to get their piece up. Amen. Right. Want the place they can house up. Want the place they can. <laughs> Praise God. That's what the spirit of iniquity does. But thank God for the Holy Ghost that will help us. And so as, as we, we uh, try our best here to unfold this and help you to see what's going to happen here. Genesis 11 chapter, Proverbs 16, James 4, 6 through 10. These are lesson texts that we're going to talk about today. And um, uh, there, there's going to be some insight here, I hope, I believe. First of all, we're going to see some ingredients uh, that, that we must not only kill, but make sure we keep it out of our lives. And then there's some ingredients that are a must, that we must attain and, and let it work. Let it work, work, work in our lives. So, as you watch this in Genesis 11 and 4. And they said, go to. Let us build us a city and a tower. Whose top may reach unto the heavens. And let us make us a name. Notice what's being said. Who's making the call here? Who's making the decision here? Who's, who's all involved in this? Lest we should be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So as we begin to look at this, I'm going to back you up for just a couple of chapters. Since as after the flood, we had Noah last week and talked about the flood, the judgment of God, and the different things that happened there and how that Noah found grace and in one of the most wicked uh, times of mankind. But he found grace, was able to live and build an ark, took him 120 years and saved himself and his family. And now when you look back and you begin to look the period after that, and I'm not sure exactly how much time has slipped, amen, from that Genesis 9 chapter to Genesis 11 chapter, how much of humanities and nations and kingdoms, amen, that are being set up. And, and I want you to notice that term, amen, kingdom, okay? Uh, it's going to be a very important uh, term in, in some degree as you watch this lesson this morning. And everybody's wanting a kingdom. Now we can all say we want to. We like our own little kingdoms. We like our own little paradises. We like our own little places. Hallelujah. Everybody's wanting their little, own little place to hunt. And everybody's wanting their own little place to vacation. And everybody's wanting their own. Everybody's wanting a place they can isolate from everybody. Everybody wants a place where they can rule and reign and do my way and I don't have to worry about nobody ever. Amen. Fussing and fighting about it. Woo! Come on. Preach some. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to be God and I don't want nobody else to be God. <laughs> well, that didn't go over good, did it? That, that, that was for the mother folks. That wasn't for y'all. <laughs> Amen. We're going to have a good time this morning, folks. But anyway, Genesis 9 and 1. We're going to pick up with God. Amen. And Noah's coming off of that ark. He said, now watch this. God blessed Noah. How many wants to be blessed of God? Above everybody else, I want to be blessed of God. I don't want to be blessed by the devil, folks. <laughs> I want to have nothing to do with the devil. He's a lie. He's deceiving. Hallelujah. You know, there's some, 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 some things you just don't want to get involved in. Yeah. Some folks you don't want to get caught up with. Yeah. 
Amen. Get you in trouble. And so here, but we won't want the blessings of God. So Noah blessed Noah, God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So what we're seeing a republished of the law of nature that was actually given, amen, all the way back to Adam. Same thing. It's going to replenish, going to multiply and fill the earth. With God's blessings, that's going to be with God-loving and God-fearing people. People that if they keep in tune with God and follow the instructions and guidance, as we find out all the way through Scripture, even right down to families and united together and what God joins together, let no man put asunder. I really wish we'd had a little stronger to that 15, 60 years ago. Because if we'd have kept some of them giants, it never went to Supreme Court. <laughs> Marriage between the same sexes. I told somebody just in the last week or two in that hardware store, take about all this is going on. I said, no. He was blaming the White House. I said, no, I blame the pulpit. The pulpit's got more strength and power than the White House. That's true. If you can get the fear of God and the word of God in the hearts of people. Huh. Because in this end time, the scripture has taught us, it's a lack of knowledge. Not a preaching. There's more preaching than there's ever been. With, with internet and these, these means and ways, uh, especially in America, there's probably not an individual in this house that don't have a Bible. Probably two or three, four or five Bibles. But it's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of knowledge. And so, as you watch this begin to multiply, and they begin to increase... And, and I, I've said this a lot here lately. It still amazes me sometimes how quick that flesh, that humanity, and all of us. I'm not, this is not, I'm not throwing a rock. I'm not slinging mud here. I'm just telling you, it's just the way it is. You can have the Holy Ghost, have a hot service. But if you're not careful, if you drag on Monday, if you mess around on Monday, <laughs> and you'll, it'll show up on Tuesday. And if you're not careful, you'll walk in Wednesday night thinking, where is God at? And God's probably thinking, where have you been the last two or three days? <laughs> you hadn't called, called on me. You hadn't talked to me. You... And that's the way it works now. To have good, good, good fellowship is good conversation. It takes good communication. God, I'm praying God help my communication skills. Not to impress people. Paul didn't see, he taught us, he said, I didn't come with enticing words of man's wisdom. He came with the demonstration of the Spirit. I mean, there's certain terms you can use here this morning. I can't use them, but there's probably maybe some out here that could. That you know what? You might as well get up here and speak in Greek or Hebrew. Because we wouldn't have a clue what's being said. But that's, that's not God's way. You watch God. He, he, wants, he, he brought it right down for, for humanity. The Bible says in Psalms that creation itself has a language to let us know there is a God. There is a creator. There is a designer. These things didn't just happen. There is a God. Only a fool would say there is no God. <laughs> and so with, with this understanding, 
this realization. Amen. That helps us to come to the place that, you know what? I'm going to have to give account. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to uh, face this God one day. He's the one that give me breath. He's the one that give me life. He's the one that's given us this opportunity. That's the reason God help us to be thankful. In a time that's unthankful. We'd be thankful. For what? For the touch of God. That his spirit drawn us. Every time that he moves. and Every time we're in his. We sit in heavenly places by him. Upon this earth. His visitation. The power and the presence. That we felt here today. It wasn't just by chance. No. We didn't just come by chance. No. God's designed. Because I'm telling you. Anything could have happened. It could have kept you from coming. But God didn't let it. God allowed that we could come. And. And, and to be here, to call and to love. And so as you watch this begin to be fulfilled, you drop down about six verses to the seventh verse in the Bible. says, and you be fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And so we know the scriptures. It goes on in scripture. talks about what? A man's quiver. Amen. He's blessed when his quiver is full. Just some men's quiver is not as big as others. Don't take as much to fill it up. <laughs> well... Okay, it's too early in the morning, huh? Praise God. Uh, but uh, if we're not careful, again, we have to be careful. Because sometimes our quiver, the reason it's not any fuller than it is, we wanted to cut it off. Because what happens when children becomes a part of your family? It moves in your home and, and you become responsible for them. Your life changes, doesn't it? Everything about your life changes. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to be able to take them, you know, put a little screw in the wall. <laughs> I'll be back six weeks. <laughs> you can do furniture like that. You can do pictures like that. <laughs> but you can't do them little darlings like that. <laughs> you know what? And them little darlings has got their own attitude. Got their own spirits. <laughs> and when they first get here, they know how to make messes. They ain't interested in cleaning them up. They don't care where they make them. I'm preaching more than you think I'm preaching. <laughs> the church the same way. The reason some churches, some churches don't want to grow, because they don't want to, amen, clean up messes. I, I, I've done, I've I passed all that. We don't ever get past that. Amen. It's a call for eternity to win souls, to be a soul winner, to point people to Jesus Christ. Praise God. So, as this process begins, and we know that children are what? Is an inheritance from God. And so from these three, we begin to realize in Genesis 10, 32, it tells us these are the families of the sons of Noah after their generation in their nations. And by these were the nations divided in the earth and after the flood. A lot of times we make the statement, and in a sense it's right that we come from Adam and Eve, but, but, but all to be more accurate, we would, could say that we come from Noah and his three sons. Because everybody else was slaughtered. Killed, drowned, judgment came. Except for Noah. 
and his family. Eight souls. Eight souls that were saved by water. And you got people tell you it ain't important to be baptized. You better go back and read your Bible. Noah was saved by water. Eight souls. He and his family. Eight souls. So, as it begins to unfold, we go to Genesis 11 and 1. And the whole earth was, watch this, of one language and of one speech. Now, elect. <laughs> With no change. They all could speak the same thing, understood one another. They could unify. Well, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Every man, woman, born girl had the same language, same dialect. And everybody could understand one another. Understand what's being said and could respond to it. It's very important, amen, to be able to hear. That's the reason the Bible talks about having a ear to hear. Hear what? What the Spirit's telling the church. Not what man's telling the church. Not what the world's telling the church. Not what, well, it was good enough for grandma. Well, it may not have been. What you and I got to have is singular and by ourselves and the choosing of our own selves. I got to have an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say unto me. To guide, to instruct, and to lead me. Because if everybody would have had this ear, we wouldn't have the problem that we're having. And what, even the problem that was created in this lesson today. If everybody could have kept that ear. And heard the voice of God. Followed the instructions and guidance. So, as we watch some of this unfold. We know that uh, Zechariah, amen, comes around uh, uh, in 3 and 9, he talks about that there's going to come a time, and I'm just going to bump this and move on if you don't mind. But he talks about this coming a time of a pure language. I can lead you right on to Acts, the second chapter. I can lead you right to the area, amen, where the all spoken tongues. Amen. So there it is. And here, watch this. And for that, when we're called up, there's not going to be half a dozen. You will, I believe, personally, in the millennium, you're going to see a time, amen, where Jesus is going to sit on the throne, where all nations are going to come together, and they're going to come together, and they're going to follow the followers of the Jews in this time of peace where there's no sinning, or there's no murdering, or thieving, or any of those things taking place. And they're going to be unified together. There's a strong possibility of one language. Unity. Huh. The child. The child can play with the rattlesnake. The lion and lamb will eat straw together. Sometimes we forget just how awesome God really is. How powerful his, his force and His word and His presence. When it's activated into our life. And we struggle so with peace. When we know the peacemaker. The Prince of Peace. A lot of my big struggles. It's not God and it's not you. It's me. 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 So, when you go back to Genesis 11 chapter, the second verse, and it came to pass, I'm not sure... This past deal and how long it stinks. I mean, a few Sunday lessons back, it talked about that. When it made that statement, it came to pass. And, and, and the premier Bible even talked about it. It talked about how that they felt that was a very lengthy time. Possibly years. 
had passed. And so again, in this same setting here, we realize, amen, that many years had passed and sons and daughters had been born and, and they begin to multiply and begin to accomplish or achieve what God had set them out to do, amen, to, to replenish and make fruitful the earth and to obey those commandments and instructions. And we know that Noah laid the foundation and gave us the pattern immediately out of that ark to build an altar and offer sacrifices unto God and then build a fellowship and a relationship with God and, and even the three sons and they started out from there now the Bible don't go into all the details of what happened and what each family and individuals decided to do from that and you and I both would have to admit now it's possible we see it today that children are raised in the same home and go in two different total opposite directions for whatever reason Raised by the same parents. Exposed to the same exposure. But something inside of them. A passion, love, a desire. Two different directions. And that's more than just in, in, in living for God. But I'm talking about in, in numbers of ways. Two little opposite people. You'd never dream. Have you ever heard this said? I can't believe they're brothers. I can't believe they're sisters. So, this is some of the things that was beginning to happen, begin to take place at this time. They journeyed from the east. Make it a journey. They're, they're, they're on their way. They're coming from the east or eastward. And they found a plain in the land of Sinar, and they dwelt there. It was almost like, hey, this is going to be the stopping place. We're not going any further. Their, their lives, it, they had drifted far enough from Noah's time and Noah's day. It's a dangerous thing to begin to drift from the church. It's a dangerous thing to begin to drift from. I'll tell you, this church, as, a, as, a, as an apostolic movement, she's drifted, buddy. Well, well sometimes, and see, that's, let's, let's go back to the Noah's time. <laughs> let's go back to that old ship that don't have a captain. A captain on it, amen, that, that knows how to direct that ship in the times of storm. <laughs> well, I'm glad I've got a captain on this vessel this morning. That in this storm, if I'll just, if I'll just listen, if I'll just humble myself, if I'll put a watchman at my door and a bridle on my tongue, amen. I'll just trust him. With the right spirit, with the right attitude. God, this is all about you anyway. It's really not about me. Because, see, I was bought with a price. I don't belong to myself, I belong to Him. If you got $50,000, and we see people that do this. I just use a few examples. You know, some people go out there, and I'm not against it. That's their business. They go out there and buy some of them side by sides, pay twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars for them, spend another fifteen or twenty thousand dollars on them, right? Come down here to a place and pay big money to get in there, so they can take them out there and tear them up. <laughs> okay, and that's fun and that's good, because some of them same guys look at some of us that goes and. 
I said some of us, not all of us, but some of us. <laughs> Hallelujah. He goes out there. Amen. And you spend $1,000 for this dog and 2000 for that dog and, and all that. And you turn him loose on a varmint about this high with tusks sticking out. Amen. Has the power to rip him from his nose to his. <laughs> and he's no more. $2,000 just running out on the ground. <laughs> and they say that don't make no sense to me. Okay, so so here we are. <laughs> we all do things sometimes that don't make sense to somebody else. But there's one thing that ought to make sense to all of us, and that's having a passion. Is I, I want to worship the true living God. And I want to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because I understand and realize that's the only exit door out of this place and to conquer death. This is the only way I can get out of here. Doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, how much money you got, how much education you got, or if you don't have any of that. It's the same for everybody. <laughs> and so as we watch this begin to unfold here and watch what happens, what people take pride in, what people find as a pleasure, a joy, a passion, what draws them, what pulls at them. So, when we watch this with him, he says, They said one to another, Go to, let us make brick. The reason they had to make brick, because there wasn't any stone in this geographical location. We know the stone is better. Hmm. Praise God. So, they're going to start building and using materials to build their way of salvation. Their way of deliverance. Because they had already heard about a flood and a judgment that had come. Instead of it's a lot easier, amen, to instead of believing in God and practicing what God instructed them. And following, amen, watch this. I'm following the chief cornerstone. Connecting to the chief cornerstone. Making sure to follow the pattern of the chief cornerstone. We'll start maneuvering, change it, maneuvering. I don't believe that. And that's the first thing that we'll start saying. I don't believe that. Plan of salvation for it to be accomplished, to be accomplished. Not believing it doesn't change the plan. It's kind of like the guy that gets in the automobile and says, I can do 100 miles an hour, amen, from Van Cleve to Bendale every day I want to, and I don't believe it, I'll ever wreck. Well, you just believe that. But if you keep getting in that automobile and driving 100 miles an hour, sooner or later there's an idiot coming the other direction that believes the same thing you believe. I'm just laying it out there where we can understand it. And that's a lot of things that's going on today. A lot of people's doing things out of ignorance and not out of the Word of God. Thank God. Now watch this. Well, I can't but what the Bible says. The Bible says He'll make the simple wise. You know what's simple? Unknowing. Unknowing. It's when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you can be filled. You can have. Now, so it, it, it gets right back to watch what's going to unfold here. And so they began to say this and burnt them thoroughly. And they, they had brick for stone and slime for the mortar. And they said, no, notice, watch this. They said, this is the second time. They said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach where? Where are we all trying to go? We're trying to go to heaven. We want to meet him in the cloud. Okay. And so they decided, you know what, we'll build our own tower. 
We'll build our own way to this place. We'll get us some brick. This is a plain place. We're going to build our own city. What city are we looking for? What dream? What are we following behind Abraham of faith? What city was he looking for? <laughs> city that was made by God. And so they said, where would all this come from? Where would all this drum up? Where would all this spring from? How did all this begin to take place? Go back to the 10th chapter. It's going to help us out. Genesis 10 and 8. Cush begot a man called Nimrod. We kind of like him. Most country folks like him. <laughs> Why? He began to be a mighty one in the earth. Nimrod began to be a mighty one. Exalted one. People was impressed by him. Impressed by his skills and talents and ability to get things done. To get things achieved. Uh, he, he was um, apparently a very wise man. And he knew how to unify people. And knew how to accomplish and achieve things. He says, uh, and watch the next verse. He was a mighty hunter <laughs> before the Lord. He was a mighty hunter. And when that mighty hunter, what it's really talking about, it didn't matter what species it was. It didn't matter if he was fishing. It didn't matter if he was hunting quail. It didn't matter if he was hunting rabbits or deer. It didn't make any difference. He was a mighty hunter. He was a man that knew how, amen, to, to accomplish things and achieve things. He knew how to get the meat on the table. He knew how, amen, to bring bread, amen. And he knew how to build things and set things up and put them in order to accomplish and achieve things. And you watch what goes on here. And so this mighty hunter before the Lord... Wherefore it is said, amen, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord and the beginning of his kingdom. Notice that term. The beginning of whose kingdom? His own kingdom. His own paradise. Amen. And who he was and who was following him and following his example and way maker. That's the reason the Bible says in the New Testament, the blind leading the blind. They're both going to fall in the ditch. That's the reason it's important. Amen. Who you choose as a spiritual leader in your life. You better make sure what direction he's leading you into. That's the reason we need to pray for the political leaders of our nation. Because I'm telling you, and I'm just being honest, they've been leading us in the wrong direction for a long time. And I'm telling you, any nation that turns their back on God, God's going to turn his blessings. And we didn't get here by ourselves and by our own skills and talent and because we was mighty men. We got here because men founded this country upon the word of God and the blessing of God and believing in an almighty God and giving account and amen to this God. Understand that and you realize that you're persuaded and convinced by that, it changes your actions and deeds. So the Bible says you can give account for every idle word, action, and deed. I know there's a doctrine out there that you're not saved by your works, you're not saved by them, you're saved by grace. But once you're saved, <laughs> you're going to be judged by your works. By your actions and your deeds, you're going to give an account. If, if you're not going to be judged, then why did the Bible mention a great white throne judgment? I just like going in a courtroom and not having a, a, that big desk up there. That guy with that black robe on there. Why go to court if there's not going to be a judge there and judgment made? And they can be rough. They can be tough. Guess what? They, they control more than that desk, too. Son, they control all of it. Woo, I'm going to preach a little bit here. This land to see a church, amen, wants the pew, amen, to rule the... 
But you don't go in. If he's, if he's got any salt in him. Amen. He's going to rule that place. Even to the point in place. If you come in not clothed properly. He'll call that deputy and say. Hey if you don't mind that gentleman or that lady. Boy that surprised you didn't you. They're, I need them escorted out of here. They're distractions by their appearance. And this is a court of law. And judgment's going to be made here. And lives, amen, the outcome of lives. And it's that important to me. That's not all. You get to whispering back there too much, and it don't matter if you're lawyers. You get to talking too much, amen, and get to making too much. Hey, 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 he'll stop everything. Hey, 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 hold it down. Back the second or third time, y'all can excuse yourself. He controls it all. Ooh, I'm glad I'm turning to God that controls it all. <laughs> the Bible says he's my Lord. Hallelujah. If he's my Lord, that means he rules all my affairs. That means I belong to him, Brother Jaron. Hallelujah. Up and down, failure, whatever. I still belong to him. And it's his business, amen, to get me out. And if I got to hear it, don't matter what kind of big a mess I get in. If I got to hear him and come to myself, you know what? I can make my way back to the Father's house. Hallelujah. And wine and dine, amen, with him because he loves me. <laughs> so what, what's happened here? What's, what's took place of this Nimrod? Amen. That has built. Now I want you to notice something. What did he build? What kingdom was Babel? Three other cities along with that one. Nimrod. His kingdom consists of four cities now. A mighty man on the earth. A mighty hunter. Okay. What did Jesus when he came on the scene and began to talk to Peter and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and all the others. He said, I want to make you what? Fisherman of men. <laughs> you see, we can get things out of priorities. We can get our passions, desires, and we can get all wrapped up about us. What we want to do. And the Bible's taught us that this carnal man, this fleshly man, is hostile against God. And I'm just going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. You'll never get enough Holy Ghost in this earth, amen, to drive that nature out. You can bring it under subjection. And Paul did daily. <laughs> but the only way you're ever going to conquer is whenever you finally reach that place where we lay it in the grave. And there is no wisdom and no knowledge and no praying, no worshiping. Nothing. You can't sin in the grave. <laughs> you, you, can, you can take that dead man, you can slap him, you can call him all kind of names, you can do what you want to. What's he going to do? He's going to be dead. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be there sometime, though. They're doing all that. Go, what are y'all doing? <laughs> well, that would be so much fun. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> they deserved it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. You know, I can't help but think about that sometimes, you know, funerals or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Just laying there, kind of looked up. How y'all doing? <laughs> Woo, that preach. Because <laughs> I once was where you at, but one day you're going to be where I'm at. It's time to get ready. It's time to get ready. End time's on us, ladies and gentlemen. All the resources are running out. Hallelujah. But thank God we built on a rock. We built on a sure foundation. We're calling on the name is above every name. We got our confidence, amen, in the one and only wise God and saving God, Jesus Christ Himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And so as you, you watch some of this, again, to talk about, we see here it talks about four towns or four cities. And so, again, we can liken this, amen, as the four corners of the four corners of the earth, the north, west, and east, and south. All these things. So you can start beginning to put some of this together and realize what's really beginning to transpire, what's really beginning to take place. Amen. So here, the ancient child are actually symbolizing what? Man's pride and his rebellion. Why is all that so important? We'll move on down. Watch some of this. Amen. So here we can understand also man's delight. Amen. He took more delight. Amen. In his bricks because he fashioned them. He formed them. You know what? God's talked about. Amen. Getting stones that hadn't been touched. Amen. To build an altar out of. Hallelujah. That man hadn't put his hands on it. In fact, hallelujah. They had to do things outside the temple and bring it in. Amen. Because it couldn't be the, the sound of a hammer or a sound of a tool inside that place. I'm going to tell you something. The church is not man-made. The church is God-made. Amen. He preached about Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen. I'm telling you, Mary's overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And that's how it brought forth out of a virgin. Amen. That's called the church is a God-bought church. A God, I mean, the church is a God-filled church. Watch this. The church is a God-led church. With a five-fold ministry operating the gifts of the Spirit. And we ought not try to deviate from that. Careful, be the, the Nimrod will rise up in us. Call pride. 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 But you know as well as I do that Psalms 127:1 has taught us, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. The Lord's got to build this house. I tell you all the time, the only important name on that sign out there is the name of Jesus. The only most important present in this house is the presence of Jesus. Without his presence, it doesn't matter who else. And don't be offended when I fix stay here. Regardless who else shows up or don't show up. As long as Jesus shows up. You can have church without me, but you can't have church without Jesus. You can have church without any of these instrument players and singers. We can have church without any of them. But you can't have it without Jesus. That's not all. You won't be affected, amen, up here. Back that. Without Jesus and the anointing of God. Unless the Lord builds the house. This is not my ministry. I don't belong to myself. I belong to Him. I'm bearing His name. Now watch this. <laughs> a good name is to be what chosen over the riches and the gold and silver. And you know what? When you take on the name of Jesus in baptism, it's the most precious name there is to take on. So sometimes the reason we conduct and handle ourselves the way we do, and the lesson going to talk about this toward the end with humility, huh. taking things that huh. I'm jumping ahead myself, but. Jesus Christ left us that example, didn't he? The king of glory, the king of kings came. We didn't even have a place. The vessel that God chose, amen, to birth it. Called upon it to put it on a donkey and sit it on a trip. And when it, when it gets there, there's not a place in the end. Humility. Watching. He becomes a carpenter's son. 
Works and labors just like everybody else. He could have astounded people. At 12 years of age. He did. But even after that episode. Of finding him in the temple. The Bible says he submits himself to his mom and dad on the earth. And you don't hear nothing else about him. Until he's 30 years old. I'm talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords. You don't see it on signs nowhere. Flashing lights. A lot of people's looking for that today. Want to impress people with who they are. Can I help us out today? You know what's the biggest problem in our world today? Attention. Everybody's dying for attention. Starving for it. Craving it. Can't get enough of it. You know what we're doing? We're making us idols. We're making ourselves God. We're making our own passions, our own desires, our own belly. Serving our own belly. Trying to satisfy it. Find to find. Boy, you ain't going to like this one. I, I, won't, I just leave it alone. Because some people take some of this out of kilter. There is a balance. There is a balance. So except the Lord build the house, the labor and brain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. Now watch this. Babylon. The city of Babylon. One, if not the most powerful city that had ever been built. Now, none of us, we don't, want to, we, we don't care for... Um, I don't guess you care for city life. I'm, I'm, I can just speak for myself, okay? You, you bet one thing. If God sends me to New Orleans, I'm going to have to see some letters in the sky. I'm going to kill you and all of your family if you don't get down there. <laughs> That's right. It's a family thing. Hallelujah. Because <laughs> I don't want no city life. They can have it. They can have the concrete. They can have the watered up places, the gated places. They can have them. Now, we want a protected place, don't we? We want a place, amen, that, uh, I mean, we don't, we don't sell dead boats just for looks. We're trying to keep somebody out. So there's nothing wrong with building a city. But the real key is, by what means and what purpose have you built the city? And when you, when you back up like Mississippi did a few years ago and said, hey, we'll, we'll take those casinos because we need some money. Well, I feel like I'm hitting some stumps here. <laughs> and so, if we're not careful, it's that same drive. It's that same spirit. Amen. That's still alive and well. That's working. Amen. Among us and through us. And so, when you look at the climax of the story that occurs with the city that is identified as Babel, it's a Hebrew name for Babylon. <laughs> It's a city. It's a this is where it started. This is the very root or the foundation or the beginning of this anti-Christ spirit that began. And so as you 
start going through some scriptures. And I just want to lead us to a few. Uh, let's go to Daniel's 4. Nebuchadnezzar. Now this is, this is no doubt hundreds and thousands of years later. But listen to what happens when we allow the wrong spirit. Now I'm talking about the spirit that, that we don't want to get a hold of us. That, that we don't, this is one of the ingredients you don't want. You don't want to get a hold of your mind and your spirit or your soul. Amen. So in, in Daniel's fourth chapter, the king spake and said, now he's talking about Nebuchadnezzar here, is not this great babbling, watch this, that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the, by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty. It was all about him. The kingdom. This is my works. Man, I've, I've dreamed all this up. I've fashioned all this. I've put all this together. We all need to understand this morning, we wouldn't have not one thing, not even the next breath, if it wasn't for God. We could not put one foot in front of the other if it wasn't for God. While the words were in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee, and they shall drive thee from men. Thy dwelling shall be with the beasts in the field, and they shall make thee to eat green grasses, green oxen. <laughs> eat grass, amen, as oxen. And seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that what? The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. The Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and give it to, it to whom? So every key will. That's his business. Hmm. Who he sets up. And who he tears down. That's true in the church. It should never get to a place even in the church. Because of certain names. They're going to get those positions no matter what. I still remember my grammar days, fifth grade, in fact. We was raised Methodist, so we, we was playing, playing basketball. The coach come to me in secret, <laughs> pulled his side. He said, hey, you didn't come try out for basketball. I said, no, sir. He said, I want you to come. <laughs> he said, now... I got to play the, there was a teacher that had a kid. The principal had a kid. And a couple others. He said, I got to play all them. He said, but I'm playing you. You come. So he's basically telling me, I'm a fifth grader now. He's telling me this. Because it didn't matter how good they were. <laughs> a lot of times he'd let them five start, but in about three minutes of game. Slipped in. I ain't talking about me. I'm just telling you how the system works. I'd love to tell you that don't happen, but uh, <laughs> it happens. That's my baby. <laughs> ah, that's my little darling. And we fix and push the envelope. We fix and change the rules a little bit. We fix and slip them in the back door. And you know what? That's the same way we've tried to do God. You know what that is? It's pride. Pride. I want it my way. I got to have it my way. Boy, I'm... Ooh, ooh. This is going across the airways, but I tell you what. 
That's the reason there's so many churches and different denominations and all that other. But guess what? Everybody's going to give the... This is the same book for all of us. Thank God the same book. I'm glad for that. I really am. That he, he's going to work for us. He's going to minister for us. He's going to help us. In this old world that we're living in today, he's going to work for us and move a man for us. So watch this. As he goes through, a man, as you, you see it begin to unfold, uh, the latter part of this lesson here today, and I don't have a clue what time it is. It may be getting late. Oh, no, we got time. We got time here. Praise God. Proverbs 16 and 5 says, everyone, now notice, everyone that is proud in heart is what? Is an abomination to the Lord. Everybody that's proud in heart. Okay, what do we talk by the, the American dream and by most of the, anything you deal with? We do it ourselves sometimes. We tell our kids, come on, be proud of yourself, man. Hold your head up. Oh, you're somebody. We better be careful of that. Well, I feel like this is going. Y'all don't believe this, but it was in the Bible. Every, that just because we apostolic don't exempt us from this. It doesn't exempt us from the spirit of pride either. Hey, I remember. I remember watching some. Preacher just walked in. Big deal, you ain't Jesus Christ. And when you walk in that spirit, it's just before a great fall. Huh. Eight thirteen says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. What's the next one? Pride. You got to hate that. What's the next one? Arrogance. We never have a right to be arrogant. You're probably thinking right now. <laughs> you're being it. <laughs> I hope not. Not really. There is. I believe there's a godly pride. But I think there's a worldly pride. That we have to watch. That we have to make sure that. You know what? I am what I am by his grace. I have what I have. I work hard, but you know what? If his favor wasn't in it, my labor's in vain. And the next thing you have to watch is make sure that that's not my God. That this is where I spend all my time and effort and thoughts. and It's, it's what I'm thinking about when I go to bed. It's, it's what I dream about. It's what when I get up in the morning time. And I'm sure we've all had some of those times. But, but, but it's not God. That's the reason the Bible says the love of money is the root to all evil. The love of money. Why? Money buys power. Everybody can say what they want to. It buys pleasures. It purchases things. It gives things. You know, uh, you know. And the more things we got. Yeah. <laughs> Used to we judge people by how many camels they had. <laughs> The Indians was judged by how many horses they could steal. If they got enough horses, guess what? They had two wives. I was reading some of them. I ain't getting no horses. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God, help me here today. 
Hallelujah. God knew what he was doing. He said, put one man with one woman. I mean, come on. He knew. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And the women said, Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> he don't need but one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Proverbs 6 goes on. It means to tell us, he said, These six things does the Lord hate. Yea, seven or abomination to him. The first one out of it. The first one out of the box. A proud look. I believe we need to be careful how we conduct ourselves and how we present ourselves as preachers, as apostolics. Uh, I believe there is that balance that we need to. Uh, now, I don't think we need to go as far as some. Some, amen, will go to the beach and dress like them on the beach to win them. It's on the beach. <laughs> you, I mean, it's up to you if you go to the beach. Uh, but I, if, if I go to the beach, they won't have to worry about a lot of skin. Hey, there's a lot more to this. How many of you read your lesson? And I'm not going to go into all that about the women folks and all that he talked about. So I'm a little more closer to all this than what you think I am. Because hmm. with Nimrod and these cities, there's really no telling how vile, how wicked, how ungodly these particular cities. We know Babylon. The city of Babylon. And the spirit of Babylon because you can go all the way to the mystery and revelation of Babylon, the city of Babylon. What it represents, what, what caused it to reach that place. It's sin, it's unrighteous. What brings all this? It's pride. A man's pride shall bring him, in Proverbs 29 and 23 says, A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Proverbs 11 2 says, And when pride cometh, then cometh what shame? Psalms 10 and 4 says, The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. Oh, now we get to the root of it. This is what pride. Pride will never lead you to God. Pride will always lead you from God. Pride to keep you from repenting. Proud to keep you from admitting your wrong. Proud to keep you from apologizing. <laughs> That's the reason you and I, we, we have to war against it. We have to fight against it. Because we're, we're, we're prone, we're subject to it. To take pride. On the other hand, we take what? Pride in our work. <laughs> we build homes, we build things. We want to do a good job. We want it to last So there's got to be a balance. Okay. What do we want to offer God? When we come to church, what do we want to offer Him? What's left? What's no? We want to offer Him our best. Give Him our best. That's the reason I've, I've taught us, you know, your best hour prayer is what I'd give Him. Whatever time of the day that might be, that's what I'd give Him, is your best hour. The best hour you can give him, that's the hour you give him. Because if you give him your best, guess what God's going to do? The Bible says he's not going to owe any man. So God's going to give us his best. And that's not just limited at, at salvation, but that's in other areas too. Praise God. So, 
The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. What was happening here? What happened to Noah's generation? What did he say about that generation? They reached a point in place they never even thought of God. It never crossed their mind to call out to him. Never crossed their mind to build an altar. It never crossed their mind to go to church. It never crossed. That's a place. Now watch these cities and Nimrod. And the pride and what's unfolding. What we're, we're gravitating back to. So now, what is the opposite of this? We'll go to some New Testament. First Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, the younger, what? Submit yourself unto the elders. If all the young would really submit unto the elders, well, we'd, that'd solve all the problems, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Listen to the rest of it. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with what? Humility. We all need to submit ourselves to one another. And clothed with what? Humility. What if everybody humbled themselves to the law? Nobody broke not one single law. Well, what a country we'd be living in. What an hour. Can I ask us, do I submit myself? That's the real. You know what to keep me from doing it? Pride. I'm right no matter what. I keep me changed. I said, oh no, God. I want to get on that potter's wheel, God, by your help. You shape us. You mold us. You shape, mold this church. I'm telling you, I'm asking God, shape us. Mold this church, God. You shape us into the church you want us to be in the world and the time that we're living. Because we're going to have a strong church. Amen. Like never before. If we're going to make this journey and finish this course. And be what God wants us to be. We want, we want his hand. We want him to touch us. Why? Paul makes it plain. Now, now you watch. Something was brought out to me about this particular verse in 2 Timothy 3 and 1. This know also that in the last day perilous times shall come. Watch this. Premier Bible made this statement. He said, since Jesus Christ until even now. That's the perilous time he's talking about. It's true. We sung the song. Pilgrims. Trodden through this world. Trying to decide whether or not to take a vaccination or not. <laughs> Boy, y'all didn't expect that to slip in, did you? What's, what's pleasing to God? Where do we draw the lines? Hey, we're doing it all the time. We can all get in a bus and we'll just make a trip. Make us a big old circle trip. Go right up here. Start stopping at every, every place it calls a church. And see how many different lines we got. From the place even to be in salvation to what's pleasing to God. From dress codes to manners to actions. Huh. We'd all be shocked probably. Now, out in the world out there, everybody's Christians and everybody's going to heaven. But the last time I played a ball game and my foot was on the line... I was out. I could have scored a hundred times. Scoreboard would change one bit. You're out. Man, you're out. You're out. 
And so the book has drawn some lines. And I'm going to tell you how I've been praying lately. I'm going to tell you how I've been praying. I said, God, I want to please you. I don't care if nobody else. If, listen, listen to me out for you. I don't care if, if, if it's good. everybody else can do it. That's fine with me. But if you don't want me to do it for some reason, I, 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 want, I want to please you. Whatever that might be. Because when you really fall in love with that spouse, that you'll do things for that one. Sister Mayo, are you going to come to my house in the morning and cook breakfast for me? That's what I thought. Just be honest. <laughs> Chances of getting any of the other ladies in here to do it be very slim too. Oh, they might once or twice, but, but after a while they'll be calling, hey, sister, what's the deal here? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> All right. Our dinner or supper. Iron clothes or clean the house or pay the bills with your check. <laughs> what? All right. Can I get my name on your? Can I have my name on your bank account? <laughs> but in honesty. I know being a pastor, but I have to use me because I can't. Other people get offended, but anyway. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? But wait a minute. I just preach y'all need to be humble. Full of humility. Y'all, y'all. So now we got to get a balance. I'm trying to be very humble with this situation out here, so I moved the van. I'm going to be kind and gentle, but I really want a trailer back too. I'd love to knock somebody upside the head. I'll just be honest. Because there's a possibility I've gave that cat money. Because I give folks in this, in this community money that you don't know nothing about, and none of you wouldn't give them a dime. But I do it. And so that one side of me jumps up and says, huh, doing all that for them, then they... Thank God the Holy Ghost comes running. And the Word of God says, but yeah, but uh, you know what? You can't do that. You can't beat them up. You can't run them down. You got to keep praying for them. Hope revival breaks out and they get right. And... I come back close this week. Somebody come in that hardware store that I, that's a part of the list. I almost confronted him. Probably best I didn't. But I'm telling you, I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to fight this spirit. We're going to fight this devil. And we're going to fight the spirits in the church. Because it's God's will to have revival. And one of the main things that keep us from having it is Pride. So you know what? I'm going to work right the opposite of pride. I'm going to humble myself. Watch the example of Jesus Christ now. When he was born, they had to use rags to put him in a, in a, in a feeding trough. From there, he goes to a carpenter's. Some of them can't get over the fact 
We know he's brothers. We know he's sisters. Who does he think he is? He was raised right next to us. But still, he was crossing every T and dotting every I through the miracles and wonders and signs. He was fulfilling it. But pride wouldn't let him accept him. Even the Jews denied him. You'd be surprised in here just how much a line would make a difference with some. Bible says we need to be careful not to swallow camels and choke and gag on gnats. Boy, I cut something right there. That's all right. God knows. Hey, this is God's church anyway. God can move me out anytime he gets ready. He's God. But if we're going to make it, folks, huh, pride will have to be dealt with. That's the reason it's so important that, that, that when you start attaining things and storing up things, James warns us about this. That could be finances. That could be education. It's got it's to keep it back. God, God, God wants them to multiply, right? God wants them to build cities. But he wants some godly cities. He wants some cities that, that's reverence, that, that's after his voice. Watch what was happening to them now. We're going to build this city. And in this city, we're going to build it up. Man, it's going to be a city that's built. To, and we're going to build us a tower to heaven. We're going to save ourselves by works. Now watch the other side of that coin. Today, a lot of people want to say, Amen, you're not saved by your works. You can't work your way into heaven. And so it don't matter how you live. If you, you claim to receive the, uh, be saved at 10 years old, it doesn't matter if you live like a hoodlum for the next 40 years. Don't make it a difference. They, you, you were saved when you were 10 years old. I seen this. I seen this. I heard this in my own eyes. Shacking up, ripping and running. They was doing it. Lying, cheating, living a life of unbelievable. Had three boys sitting on the front pew. It was everything. In fact, I made a draw the line in myself right there. I'm not coming to more of these. Because it was everything I could do sitting right back here. Not in this particular place, but in that place. I'm telling you, it's everything in me. I want to stop out and say, You're lying. You're going to send them all to hell. Oh, preacher, you don't have a right. To... The word of God does. No whoremongers, no doctors shall not enter this kingdom. Paul said, such were some of you. But you know what the problem is? Pride's got a lot of these that's up there doing that. It's telling them and giving, flagging them on. They're in the same position they're in. But it's a lie. It's built. I didn't mean for it to wind up this way. Praise God. But it's the truth, folks. Sin is not going to enter in. So what you and I can do is humble. Put on humility. Watch what's going to be said here. This know also that in the last time, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud. Blasphemers, disobedient, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, 
without natural affection. It's on us. Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, which actually, amen, is without self-control. Fierce despisers of those that are good. And that's one of the spirits we're fighting outside. Despiser of those that are good. Listen to that voice says, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. We'll take that. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. God would help us. As we fight against these things. With fasting and prayer and commitment and dedication. You know why? And I prayed it again this morning. God, there's some lunatics out there that want to be saved. There's a widow out there right now. There's a single mom out there right now that needs some help. There's a little baby that probably wept himself to sleep last night. God, help us to, help us to find them. Help us, God, to reach them. Help us, God, to witness to them. Help us, God, to sow the seed. Man, on the soil. And God, you, 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 it's your doing to pick another soil. The Bible says his spirit draws what a beautiful presence that was here this morning. Start of this, this, this. You know why? There was a reason for that. He was drawing already. He's pulling. He's letting even some of our guests to know, hey, there's something here that you're not going to find everywhere else. And that's not us. It's not because of us. It's because of him. It's not us. It's him. It's his presence. It's his anointing. It's his name. It's his church. It's his body. All this is his. Everything I own is his. Every automobile I drive, the house I live in, the jobs I've got, they're his blessings. It's his goodness. It's his mercy. We all got to be careful of saying, no, I, I work for that. and I've worked hard and I stayed and I've done it. I, you better start watching that spirit. I, I'm trying to close, but watch. Let, let, me, let me finish that. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. We're there today, folks. We love pleasures. We love pleasures. Man. (laughs) When you start pursuing things in life... As they pursued the land to build cities, as Nimrod, why did he do what he was doing? Is the reason. All right. When you pursue your career, your education, your direction in life, first of all, you need to know the voice of God. And if God's in it. If he's not. I don't care if you make a million dollars a year. Now this can be said. And we'll amen it. But our actions says a lot more. Than that. Because. Watch this. 
Watch two things we ask, and, and we used to ask the one, but now we ask the second one as much as the first one. When we start pursuing or wanting another job, how much does it pay? What's the other one? What kind of benefits? I'm going to preach on that. The benefits of serving God. And if pride or if carnality is ruling us, we won't think about the voice of God, the benefits of God. And God says, no, I'd rather you take that $15 an hour job. And I'm going to put you here and do this. What, what did Joseph experience before he ever got to the throne? What, what process? And in that process, there was no pride at all in Joseph. He stayed humble. He stayed as a servant. And he let God use him. Even though he was a falsely accused by his own brothers. His own flesh and blood now. Throwed him in that pit. Come up with the scheme of killing him. They wanted to kill him. Now that's. They really wanted. Most of them. And then from that. His, his wife. Accused him. Tried to force him. Again. But you don't read where. That's the reason I struggle with that part of them saying he was a spoiled brat. Spoil brats, if they don't get it their ways, buddy, they let you know. And they cry and puff and puff. And... I've, watched, I've watched grown folks be like a toad frog. I'm just fixing to be honest. I had a mama buddy, she'd pop it. I promise you. She said, I'll give you something to be puffed up about. And when she got through with that switch, whew, all of it would be out. <laughs> Where's all this come from? Having a form of godliness. But denying the power thereof from such turn away. Isaiah 14th chapter. And I'm going to cover all this, but watch this. 14th chapter of Isaiah. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? How have you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? I mean, you're the guy Ezekiel talks about him. He was created. As the singer, as the as the the band, as the whole whole he was the whole deal up here all by himself. He could make the music, he could sing the songs, he created and brought the worship to the Almighty God. There wasn't a higher position except above God. None more, more beautiful. None had ever walked where he walked. Demonstrated and, and, and involved in what he was. But how have you fallen, Lucifer? How did you lose that position? How did you lose? Watch the next thing. Oh, Lucifer, son of the morning. Watch it. He wanted a position. He wanted a place. 
that wasn't his. Who is really the sun of the morning? Who is the bright morning star? Who is really the day star? And it was going to be a man now called Jesus. God robed himself not an angel but come and taken the place of Lucifer. And that's the place you And you wonder why you're in the battles you're in sometimes. And you wonder why the struggles you're in sometimes. Sometimes we need to wake up and realize just who we are and where we're going. And it's, it's a lot better. I'm here to tell you. Obedience is better than sacrifice. You can gain the world and lose your soul. And James warns us about the riches. And I know. God knows. I'm trying to be careful here. Because... At the same time, there's got to be a balance. Got to be a balance. We're becoming more educated. The apostolic church is becoming richer. We're taming more millionaires than we ever have. But it still don't change the writings of James. Because with that comes temptations. With that comes lust. With that comes, amen, some more battles and more affairs. Now you listen to me. Everybody can't be a Paul. In fact, I told somebody this this week. There won't ever be another Paul. He was a chosen vessel. And we can follow the pattern. Just like there won't ever be another Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for another. After he said, hey, if they talk about it, he's here and he's not. No, I'm not going nowhere. I can't remember what my wife showed me yesterday, what you gave her. Something about somebody about, about hurrying up Jesus Christ, something about their jet and million dollars. I can't remember how it all went. But they're going to it. They're flocking to it. I'm going to tell you something. You and I will be better. And I'm not preaching this as what I am telling you this. There's a small percentage that can be able to handle that, that kind of positions, that type of education, and make it to heaven. You hear me? So, but pride will drive you to have possessions, to build. We, we talked about Nimrod building that city, but he had three more. Great hunter, mighty on the earth. They said, doing what they, but God wasn't in it. The real key to all of this is make sure God's in it. Okay, what's, how many of you believe to have a good church, you got to have what? Have God, God in it. Same way with our lives. Same way with our jobs. Same way with work. God's got to be in it. We can't be born again Christians and live for God on Sunday morning and Sunday night and live for ourselves. We're trying that. We're trying that. Working all kind of jobs and we're busy and to collect money, to buy this, to buy that, to purchase this, to purchase that. Pride. Possessions. Obtaining things. Possessing things. <laughs> I find it kind of a funny thing. There was a guy in Hardware store, I'm not going to call you his name, but um, one time, man, he wanted land, he wanted this, and he wanted whatever. Now that he's got older, 
He's given some health problems. Found out the government and all this don't work too good unless you don't own nothing. So now he's, he's trying to sell it off and get rid of it. Same way we're living for God. Same way. The least you've got to, to occupy you and, and, and eat up all your time, at least time for God and for you. But the more you own and possess, and you've got to take the time. Time is important, folks. Time is the only thing you can't buy. You can't add one day or shorten it. Now, if you understand what I'm saying, I'm telling you, you can get crazy and do stuff, but, but you know what I'm saying. So how we spend our time with God, humbling ourselves unto Him, yielding ourselves, giving ourselves to Him. I must tell us again today, you can't run from Dan to Bathsheba and maintain a prayer life. You can't do it. You're not physically able to do it because of the weakness of the, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. It's weak. Even his own disciples could not pray for with him in that critical hour for one hour. Nimrod spent all that time doing all this. And he got his reward for man. But that's not the reward we're looking for, is it? That's not the one that we want to hear say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. We want to hear Jesus say that. We want to meet him in the clouds. When they roll us up here, greatest thing we leave our family is a pathway of living for God. And I know the Bible's taught us that we can store up for our grandchildren. But I'll tell you something. There's nothing more greater you can store up for them than living a godly life, an inheritance that's going to last forever. This inheritance. What's it going to take? Humility. Because pride it's called Lucifer. Don't think it's not still around. Because it's here. You can stand. I'm sorry for taking. I want you to notice some things that were said in Isaiah. How art thou cut down to the ground? Which did us weaken the nations. That means to disconfit. All this turmoil, all this division. The devil's behind a lot of this, folks. He's really behind it. Some of those folks up there in some of them positions, they'd be shocked if they knew who was really manipulating. And controlling and bringing this, the prince of the air. For thou hast said in thy heart, notice, 
For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend above. I've said it in my heart. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. This is what he said. I'm going to elevate myself. I'm going to lift myself. I'm going to. I believe in hard work. But I believe you better be careful not let work become the God. That's like, that's like making holiness a God and not knowing the God of holiness. You can dress it to the T. I'm talking about putting me to shame. And still not love God. That's like falling in love with being an orator. I'm going to work on this and I'm going to do it. And not preach one ounce of truth. That's like singing. I want to sing. This is going to be my, my, my platform. This is going to be where I'm going to be the star. But if I'm not singing for And if he's not in it. That's the difference between the church and the world. The world does it for entertainment of flesh and carnality and money. We do it for Jesus Christ. Our, pay, our payday's coming. It's not in this life. It's in that one to come. Because we're looking for a place that there be no more tears. No more divisions. No more heartaches. No more troubles. We won't even have to worry about the tempter. You talk about a city now. <laughs> Boy, if I could persuade Bendale, say, folks, we're going to build a city up here, and you don't have to worry about one thief. Won't be no drugs. There won't be no sickness. No pains. You know what? I'd probably get everybody to, come on, let's build a city in Bendale. Because that's what it's all about. But the city we're looking for, it's a God-built city. Not a man built for the glory of man. Oh, I hope somebody's connected with some of this today. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of depthness to this. In those few verses, there's a lot in it. Why am I, sometimes we probably just need to back up and say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I at where I'm at? Who am I representing? Who is all this really about? Who am I trying to point people to? If they're following me, who am I leading them to? Ooh. Now that one will preach. If you follow my footsteps this morning. Watch Paul. He said, follow me as long as I follow Christ. And the biggest thief is pride. If it can rob Lucifer out of heaven and cause him to be booted out, let's don't kid ourselves. Because watch this. Pride also will work with the attitude and the spirit that I don't have this and I don't have that and I can't do this and I can't do that. And I feel sorry for myself and I know my time's up. I know my time's up. God loves us.
God loves humanity. Now watch this. I, I know my time's up, but watch it. The whole time is still global. The whole, whole deal is still global. God wanted a multitude that would love him, kept companionship, fellowship with. Because that's what was created for in the beginning. And we lost that fellowship in the garden. But thank God, watch us in the New Testament. Through Jesus Christ, that fellowship is brought back through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And having a place just like this that we can come and gather to fellowship with one another and with Him. It's nothing more beautiful than good, godly, wholesome fellowship. The world likes to fellowship. And they like to use certain elements to become merry-hearted. They like to indulge in things that they call pleasure. <laughs> but you know what? When you all sat down at the church, all of that really begins to fade. If what can happen at the church. Because here, we can get just as drunk as they get. I'm glad y'all believe that this morning. We can, we can become, we actually, the writer says, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory with no side effects. That part's not in there, but you. Their merry, their merry elements can cost you and cost somebody else. Ours are just add life and give eternal life. Is it? This is where, this is our heartbeat. This is our folk. This is what life is about. It's not about our jobs, our home. We got to have those things. Now, if you want a million dollar job, I want to pursue this, God, so I can give you 500,000. The reason why. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to handle it? Just some thoughts. Just some thoughts. What are you building? What are you building? What are you, what are you involved in? Because what we're involved in, we may not be building cities like Nimrod, but, but our pride, our humility is building one or the other. We're building something for somebody. Amen? I want to build a church. How about you? I want to be a part of a church. Because when this thing is all said and done, the church is the only thing that's going to matter. What fellowship you have with the church, what companionship you have with it, what body you're in, joined in. What family you're of, it's all that's going to matter when it's all said and done. Let's pray. God, we love you today. Appreciate you so much. We pray that the word of God has went forth this morning in such a way and such a power. Digging into our hearts, digging into our minds and our spirit, stirring us like we have never been stirred. Because we want to bring forth that which is pleasing and, and, and exciting. Amen. There will bring up the power of your glory, the power of your anointing upon our minds and upon our hearts and in our spirits, in our most inward parts. God, you want truth to abide. And that's, that's what we want to see transpire and take place. It will flow in this place as it has earlier today. We're going to give you the glory and the praise for it as you reach down to touch each soul, touch each heart, mind, and spirit. Lift us, God, according to your will. Guide us according to your purpose. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Appreciate you this morning. God bless you.